0: Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo. Today's morning briefing is called Purpose in Pain, Three Things to Remember. Yes, my mom always told me that things come in threes. A backward glance at our Romans 8 study reveals three things that groan, three things that keep us hopeful, creation, believers, and the Holy Spirit who prays for us. I am so incredibly inspired by Romans 8. Paul has much to say to believers that we could honestly camp right here for several more weeks. One of the areas that Paul speaks toward is suffering in this life. Did you miss it? Beginning in verse 17 he says, Together with Christ we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share His glory, we must also share His suffering. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory He will reveal to us later. Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? Well, if anyone but Paul said what we suffer now is nothing compared to the coming glory, we might have the right to roll our eyes. But once again, let's get our bearings. Paul is writing to 1st century Christians living in Rome under the cruel tyranny of Nero. The persecution of Christ's followers was unparalleled under Nero. Roman historian Tacitus noted that Nero was known for having Christians burned in his garden at night for a source of light. So, Paul is trying to tell them, I know things are tough, but when you are in glory, all will be worth it, you'll see. He says the same thing to you and to me. What we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later, Paul wrote. Sure, man, you haven't gone through what I'm facing. Really? Paul had been beaten, stoned, shipwrecked, starved, and imprisoned. He lost his family, his money, his career, everything and not many years after writing this to the Roman Christians he would be martyred. So Paul earned the right to speak to us about not losing heart in times of great personal suffering. C.S. Lewis so poignantly wrote, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. How true! It is in times of great pain when we hit our knees, when we have nowhere else to go, and no place to look but up. Yet it seems we have a great need to make sense out of suffering. We can even accept that there is pain and suffering in this life, if it is for a greater good, if it is in context, and if there is a purpose for it. Paul outlines the context for our suffering with three foundational stones. The first one in the beginning. God created. Man chose to rebel. God judged that sin ever since the world has been broken. It's been that way since the beginning. A broken world yields painful relationship breakups, tsunamis, massive earthquakes, and innocent sufferings. The first stone in the beginning. The second foundational stone, in the meantime. In the meantime, you are not meant to go it alone. God gave the Holy Spirit to live within you when you became a Christian. He saved your soul and gave you a hope that will one day be fulfilled. And all suffering eradicated forevermore. In this hope, we were saved. Verse 24. We live in the meantime But we do not flounder about on our own. The gift of the Holy Spirit means we would never be alone again. The Spirit helps us in our weakness, verse 26. At times, we don't know what we ought to pray, but He does. Sometimes, life knocks us down so hard, we don't even know how or what to pray. Sometimes, only a moan comes out. But God sees and hears, and He listens as the Holy Spirit intercedes, as the Holy Spirit goes before him on our behalf. In the meantime, I am praying for you, he says. And in the meantime, I am working all things for good for you, my child. Verse 28. At all times, God reminds us, I am working things for good. Suffering? I can work through that. When things work out, I can work through that. And when things don't work out like you planned, I can work through that too. And in the meantime, I am loving you. Nothing has the ability to separate you from my love, not even death. Verses 29 and 30. No one can take it from you. And no one or no thing can get between you and my love for you. But most importantly, in the end, God will make all things right. All things will be made new, including our bodies, which will finally be redeemed. We, who trust, know how the story ends. We know the victor. God, give us the understanding that you truly do have the whole world in your hands, in the beginning, in the meantime, and in the end. We just need to give ourselves over to that and trust you. Amen.